0: Hello and welcome to uh, Vikings Territory Breakdown Podcast. Myself, Joe Oberly from vikingsterritory.com and purpleptsd.com. Joined by Mark Craig, steamed writer from the Star Tribune and starttribune.com. And we're back for another week of Vikings analysis. Mark, for Vikings fans, Christmas came early uh, this year. I hope uh, everybody enjoyed a Christmas Eve game against the, uh, uh, New York Giants and uh, another improbable win, another improbable dramatic finish, another uh, crazy one score game week after week after week. And of all people to, to, to finish it off, Greg Joseph with a 61 yard field goal. Mark, you were there. What are your thoughts?
1: Well, my thought was uh, when he lined up for the 61 yarder. did anyone think he was going to miss? I, I- I mean, think about it. It's a 61 yard field goal, and I never, I, I, I'm marking it down because it's like, of course they're gonna they're gonna end the game with a 61 yard field goal. Um, just kind of routine, this what they're doing. But uh, a couple thoughts other than you know the fact that uh, they finally found a head coach who can uh, is the uh, kicker whisperer can like uh, manage the kickers apparently, uh, which has been a huge thing for this franchise going back forever. And um, also uh, T.J. Hawkinson. I mean. This is a this is what exactly what this offense needs. Whenever you have a Justin Jefferson, and he falls into your lap at the at the right time from one of your division opponents, who you who you when you win, you knock them out of the uh, division uh, race. So, wow, I mean it's a uh, everything that they're touching is is seems to be t- turning to gold this year, and it's um, you know then the defensively. Uh, my thoughts were, you know, no, they're not. They're not a dominant defense. They're not as good as San Francisco. They're not as good as Dallas. But these guys make plays, and you saw, uh, you know, plays by everybody, uh, like Osamoa uh, making a making that great punch out and recovering the ball and returning it. Uh, so yeah, it's they aren't the the greatest team in the league, but they certainly are capable of winning the Super Bowl. I mean, it's it's obvious they could, they could get blown out in the first week against Washington or they could they could go on a run and uh and win the Super Bowl that's what makes it fascinating to watch
0: yeah you know i agree with you i actually felt good going into that kick i mean a 61 yarder and i thought i feel okay and here's the reason why because you've got no pressure you've got overtime right waiting for you that that takes off pressure off the kicker that says go out there and give it a try if you get it hey we celebrate and we carry off the field. If not, you know, we'll get him in overtime. So that's got to take a little bit of pressure off him. Um, You know, the guy's got five game winning kicks for, for the team this year. That's incredible. And he's had some over the years, but uh, uh, after early on, you know, missing five straight uh, 50 yarders or plus, he hits a 61 yarder and he drilled it. It was perfect. It could have cleared by, Maybe another five yards, but it was right down the middle. And it's as good a kick as he's had all year. And I think that's because of uh, the reduced pressure in my mind.
1: Yeah. But the pressure would come, you know, two of those 50 yarders that he missed were blocked. Uh, so true. you got the block, you got the block in your mind. And also, and I can't recall if they did hit, they sent a deep guy, but, um, you know, teams have returned, the Vikings, including uh, with uh, Cordero Patterson, have, have fielded balls that fell short and run running back for touchdowns. Um, yeah, I. To me, there's 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 pressure, but obviously not like to try and win the game. But um, yeah, and I've noticed like on a, there was a stretch where we were like, okay, he's gonna miss. He just had a feeling he's gonna miss this extra point because it was a kind of a key in the point toward in the fourth quarter. Uh, he seems to have had been really uh, very. Uh, I don't want to say he's going faster through the through his motion because I'm not a kicking guru, but it seems like. He's, uh, he's those ones that kind of been in that time in the fourth quarter where you're like, this could be a miss. He's like really hit it straight and it hasn't snuck in or anything like that. So, um, you know, he's, he's back, but uh, it's, 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 it's admirable what, uh, how O'Connell handled it. I don't know if he totally believed everything he was saying about, you <laughs> know, that Greg's our guy and Greg's the best kicker in the world and blah, 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 all that stuff. Uh, but uh, it's, it worked and, and, that's now in their favor. There's a momentum going there.
0: It's nice to have a kicker with confidence going into the playoffs as you head down the stretch. That, that's a big thing. You, you brought and w- up
1: and – w- And one that's not perfect, well, 35 for 35,
0: right, Joe? That's – pardon me, I, 35 for 35, What?
1: Uh, that was Gary Anderson. Uh, Thirty. His regular season was thirty-five of thirty-five.
0: There it is, folks. There it is. You know, Mister Wet Blanket Mark Craig. He's got to throw it on there no matter what. Yes, yes. Re- remind us. Keep us. Keep us humble here, as we're a 12-3 hey, it's a good, team and and best. Best of both worlds. You got the momentum, but you don't have a guy who's like never missed. So that's true. He yes he. <laughs> he doesn't have to feel like oh my god I might miss this one because I haven't missed one yet. Okay anyway TJ Hawkinson, 13 catches for 109 yards and two two scores the receptions are a career high 13 grabs franchise record for a tight end Um uh, i it's it's funny i mean what a pickup for these guys what what a, a a security blanket for for Kirk Cousins he's always there he's he's going to make at, he's not always going to make the catch. He's Had a few drops this year, but he's getting the ball thrown to him a lot, and so that's going to happen. I saw someone on on Twitter say, "Oh, they're just getting, paying for a more expensive uh, Kyle Rudolph," and it's just like, well, well, no, that's not true. <laughs> no, this guy gets this guy gets you
1: yards after the catch. Yeah, you know, it, it seems like this would be an easy position to play in the NFL because you know he he is the product of, Je- of Jefferson getting doubled of people. Now t- paying attention to KJ and then, uh, you know, Thielen's still a threat and, and Dalvin Cook, of course. But in his first game after being on the team for, and having only two uh, two practices, uh, three practices, less, he's with the team less than a week. He, his production was better than Irv Smith had in his 36, right. 38 games that he had. And, and Rudolph was, a, is a, obviously Rudolph was a good player too, but this guy's a notch above Rudolph. And, you know, at this point, who cares what they're going to be making next year? It's this is, I mean, this is what they put a team together to do. Not, you're not. I, nobody should be worrying about how this team will look next year because they are in the thick of the possibility of winning their first Super Bowl. Legitimate
0: chance. Love to see you say that. I can't hear, can't hear it enough from you. But we'll, we'll see what happens. Some other uh, big name players in that game that just shown through. Josh Metellus with the punt block that really set the Vikings. You know, up for the you know, it's basically the game winning touchdown. I mean the game leading touchdown, uh, to, to Justin Jefferson. But uh that that just came out of nowhere, just blasted up the middle and, and got him. I apparently the kickers had some trouble this year, but boy, what a game changer those plays are. They're they're so they're so uh great for the team that gets them because suddenly you know the whole your whole mentality shifts after that if your your defense does that and, and you got half the field taken away you are right down there and in scoring position but it was just at the right time a great play and good on Josh Metellus, who is a special teams guru for this team
1: right i mean and the, the week before the you know the, their their special teams the week before was terrible uh they had a punt block return for a touchdown in that first half against the colts uh and now this time Josh Metellus and Patrick Jones ran a Ran a game where Jones kind of took out um, the the center and 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 uh, as Metellus explained it the the up back uh, is looking at uh, Patrick Jones and, and Metellus is able to get through and by the time the center comes back to him he's already off balance so Metellus kind of you know knocks him over and gets the yeah that was a was a one of the, the big huge play in the game obviously uh, but the special teams have. Uh, we' got a rookie punter and set, uh, Saturday was the first time he had a touchback all year. He had 70 some punts. first touchback is, is Saturday. So the punter's been steady. Um, he's one of one, one of two on, on, on big punts passes. so yeah uh, the, the special teams have had a couple down games the Bears, uh, the Colts. Uh, but I would say overall the special teams have been a, a strength of this team
0: uh, you know overall for the year. Brian Asimov with a big strip, uh, strip fumble and recovery. Uh, the, the, the Giants were moving down the field again, which they, they did pretty easily the whole game. And all of a sudden, Brian Asimov comes in with a big punch of the ball out of the guys and, and takes a step away, picks it up, and, and takes it back the other way. A huge momentum shift. Another big play and uh, on a defense. That uh, gave up a lot of yards once again, but a uh, great play by him.
1: Yeah, as good a punch as you'll see, uh, going back to Peanut Tillman who made that that play kind of popularized that. Uh, you know, when you when I see you guys do that, it's you know Tillman for the Bears would always was always doing that, you know, constantly doing that. Um, so and he did not only did it, but he recovers it uh, and then ran it back you know twelve fifteen yards. Uh, so yeah, he's a guy that's getting got the most playing time that he's he's seen in his career on defense. Um, he's going to be a,
0: an outstanding. Inside linebacker, if they stay with the three-four going on, yeah, it's nice to see. Nice to see some of these rookies starting to really shine a little bit. Uh, Patrick Peterson with another big play, his fourth interception of the year, came in timely fashion when the Giants were moving down the field again, and he was in a battle in this game. He had some good plays, some bad plays, had a penalty, uh, but he came up with the big uh, interception at the right time and uh, uh held off a, another potential scoring drive for the Giants
1: yeah I mean it's uh it was kind of weird uh, watching the Packers game on on that on that, at night uh, on Sunday or whenever they played on Sunday yeah. you know my yeah. days mixed up uh, but you know they they were getting pushed all over the field too and it, but it was turnovers that made the difference. Uh, I think they had three in the fourth quarter uh, interceptions I believe but that's a case of where yeah this if you look look at the numbers, but you know the Vikings defense is last and this last and that last and everything, but it's you know they make plays and, and that when they make the plays they win. When they don't make the plays, we're sitting here talking about a loss to Detroit, an embarrassing loss to Dallas. You know that. So they got the playmakers to make the plays. Um, the, the defense is. I mean, it's going to be it's going to be just hang. You better hang on for dear life when you get to the playoffs because uh, this this defense is not going to dominate and shut it. they're not going to be
0: winning any playoff games uh 14 to 10. Let's put it that way. No, and that's that that's true. Uh, but we have lived and died with them all year and and mostly lived. So hopefully that continues. I mean everybody and their brother's dog is waiting for the collapse. They see some people all the Vikings be one and done but it's fun while it's happening and 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 different things. And you know uh there's a can't believe or, or that I not can't believe they do believe the attitude that uh I think they're going to keep fighting until the end and you're not going to hopefully seen, they seen them on the end of a blowout by, by another team. They're going to stick in their fight. So I, so I hope that's what happens. Cause the, you know, it's, it may, they may not be proficient, but that defense plays hard. They play real hard both at the front line and, and uh, all the way through. Um, yeah, for sure. Uh, Justin Jefferson on the other side of the ball with a, another record setting performance, he passed Randy Moss for the most, uh, 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 French or for reception yards in a season for the Vikings, and then on the last play of the game, which was huge, that set up set up the game winning kick. He he passed Chris Carter for the most uh, career uh, receptions in a season uh, at one twenty three. I remember Chris had one twenty two way back when, and he had back to back years. Yeah, Chris had one twenty as a as a league record at the time. Right, right. From from Warren Moon, they put a Hall of Fame quarterback with him. Chris. Chris's numbers went up. I don't know off the top of my head, but what is the record now? When I mean, you make a great point, back then that was yeah, the league
1: record, right? I think Cooper Cup. Did he set it last year? Uh, no, that's a record. That's uh, one forty-seven, I think. But I wow. don't know. Maybe I don't know. It's uh, it's it's up there. But uh, it, but what interesting? What you don't see ever moving the the one record in the in all of sports that you probably feel comfortable saying will never be broken is Paul Krause eighty-one interception. Yeah. Cuz you see you see uh, uh Patrick Peterson has an interception. I think he's the active leader in interceptions and he's what, 33 years old, 32 wow. whatever and he's like he's has like 33 career receptions. That's amazing. Yeah. He would have to have two more careers to get uh, past Paul. Yeah, and those guys so, are yeah.
0: having hall of fame seasons uh well not, you know, hall of fame careers him and like uh uh, uh Harrison Smith and they got a lot of interceptions but they're only in their mid 30s, you know yeah i mean for career and and age yeah it's a great it's a great point um but Justin jefferson what he means to this team i mean he wasn't the the guy this was hawkinson's game for sure but jefferson was right behind him i think he had 12 receptions for for uh what do i have 12 for 133 it's a great game but you're expecting even more from him because he's such a, a highlight reel but uh he's so important to this team i mean it it. uh takes the pressure off of – so Hawkinson's going to get the single coverage and can get open, and they can hit KJ every once in a while. And maybe even look towards Adam Thiel. I want to talk about that in the next segment. But uh, talk about J.J. and what do you, what do you think uh, the game he had and, and just how important he is.
1: Well, it's funny because any other stadium, you, when you hear the MVP chant, it's for the quarterback who's throwing mm. to the receiver. So, you know, this is the first time – I mean, maybe they were – well, when they were in San Francisco, they were you know, it was Joe Montana or Steve Young throwing to uh, – Jerry Rice. Um, it's kind of funny, you know. Kirk's numbers aren't what they normally are. Like, uh, it's it's fascinating to me because uh, O'Connell has taught him, you know, to go from being a real good passer to being a, a real good quarterback. Uh, and so, in, in doing that, his numbers aren't as what they what they are. Whenever you know you're winning fantasy league championships with him, uh, but you know Jefferson, his ability to make you know anything around him a catch. Uh, with two guys on him, uh, it's uh, you know and he's he's certainly deserving of being in the MVP discussion. I don't know if that's going to happen yeah. if Jalen hurts if Jalen hurts, you know he misses the one game they lose he, if he misses another game, then it becomes do you give Jalen hurts uh, the MVP and even I think he's deserving. Uh, but there's a lot of deserving guys and of all if there's ever been a receiver you know that's deserving of this, it's it's what Jefferson's doing this year. But a receiver has never been MVP. Randy Moss, when he set the record uh, uh, for touchdowns in a season, uh, he had 24, whatever it was. Or, um, it actually broke the record of Jerry Rice, but Jerry did his in 15 games, uh, or 12 games, I think it was, uh, in the shortened season. Um, so, you know, this is a guy that's, uh, if he doesn't get MVP, my, my, my thought, probably, you know, having gone through a lot of this stuff is, and, and what happened to Cooper Cup last year. He doesn't get
0: MVP, but he gets Offensive Player of the Year. Mm. Probably happens. Do you do you have any problem with those votes like that? That I mean, is, is that like the second place prize or something? Or, or?
1: well, I, I think by naming it Most Valuable, it it's um, puts in your mind, uh, you know, uh, what's the most valuable? What's the you know, most valuable in this league is always. I mean, it's been a quarterback the majority of the time. Last time it wasn't a quarterback was 2012 when when Adrian Peterson threw Christian Ponder and the entire franchise on his back and carried him, you know, to the playoffs in that 2012 season with a 2000 yard rushing. So, you know, it's, it's been a quarterback award and uh, probably will be this year, but it'll be, it's, it's interesting to see what, what people will think. I'm I'm not decided because I'm I'm not going to decide until, until the games are over and I have to file my ballot. But uh, you know, I, I would say Jefferson's right there, you know, Especially, you know, the fact that uh, you know, like when uh, the record he's chasing is was Calvin Johnson. Calvin Johnson did that on a four-win team in Detroit. Yeah, that that you know was almost like gar- I mean, most of what his catch, a lot of his catches were just garbage time. And I'm not saying that you know he was a he was an incredible player, but Jefferson doing this with a uh, with a team that's twelve and three, it's like a perfect storm for to break the record with a winning team because of you have eleven one one score game so this team is never really uh other than the packers game early on they've never been in a game where it's like oh, let's just you know let's coast and let's let rest the starters in the uh you know in the fourth quarter i mean they're they're constantly having to and that's why you know their passing numbers are higher than their rushing numbers because they're never like salting a game away with the running game they're just they're always having to, to play to win right to the end you
0: made the point uh 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 I've already forgotten it. But, uh, you know, just talking about the interceptions, I guess, the numbers are so so changed. That just shows you what, what a passing league it has become. And do you think that, you know, certainly it was it was starting to be a passing league in Calvin Johnson's day, but it's not to the point where it was today. Do you think that should be uh, added into the consensus? Or the- no,
1: I mean, Calvin's not that old. I mean, that, that was set, uh, what, 10 years ago probably? Yeah. Okay. I mean, the interceptions are going – I mean – when you and I were were kids, uh, the, the the running back was the guy everybody wanted to be. When you're on, when you were when you were playing in backyard, no one wanted to be uh, Bob Greasy. They wanted to be, you know, Larry Zonker. They wanted to be Earl Campbell, and not uh, Dan Pastorini or whatever. You know what's happened is, uh, you know, when there was a pass back then, Terry, you know, it was seven step drop. It was you know deep ball down the field, like like the Raiders and. Uh, you know, made the deep, deep ball, you know, fun to watch and brought it into the NFL. And, but you know, now the, the the passing game can be an extension of the, the running game. Plus, I mean, now if it snows, they move, they they pick up and they move the game to somewhere else. You know, <laughs> uh, they don't play, they don't seem to play in the elements anymore. You know, it's like they're Good either in point. a dome, they're in a dome, or if it, like a Buffalo gets a bunch of snow, they're like, whoa. We're going to Detroit and playing a dome. Right, that didn't, that didn't happen back when we were. No there.
0: way, no way. <clears throat> well, hopefully, J- Justin gets some some uh, some recognition for the season he's getting at the end of the year because he certainly deserves it. But we're gonna we're gonna go to break here, and as we do, I want you to take a look at the new logo we got uh, a few weeks <laughs> ago. A guy on Twitter named uh, Super Seventies guy I guess uh, tweeted out a picture of this. Those. Two Muppets up on the top of the balcony, and and I remember you tweeted back at the time. He goes, "That's that that should be our logo." Well, my son took that idea and uh, commissioned a, a good friend of his, Dan Polito, down in Chicago, to uh, to to do a take on that for us. So we got this kind of new logo that we're we're promoting here for for two old guys, uh, talking about the Vikings, but, uh, so take a look at that and hats off to Dan Polito and, uh, come on back to Vikings territory breakdown. Hello, welcome back to Vikings territory breakdown podcast with Mark Craig from the star Tribune. Mark, we didn't mention one certain guy who had a little hand in, in Saturday's game, Mr. Kirk cousins, um, As I took in my notes, I said, I think praise for this guy is overdue. I mean, he gets it, but if he gets it, it's grudgingly. And uh, uh, he deserves every bit of uh, credit for the season the Vikings are having because the guy had, uh, you know, well, he was 34-48 for 299 yards and three touchdowns. uh, he, he was he was getting hit all over the place. He's been hit more than any quarterback this year, forty-four times, any quarterback in the league. But he has, in the meantime, he has eight game-winning drives in the previous three years. Well, now he's got eight in this year. Now maybe that's a product of the season, but it does not matter. This guy is something else and uh, uh, tough as hell, tough as nails, and he deserves he deserves some credit. What did you think of uh, Kirk on Saturday?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think there's any question that by any, even the people, well, shouldn't say that because people, when people hate him, they, you know, they create their own sense of reality and go with it. And, uh, the people that like him create their own sense of reality. And sometimes, uh, his toughness should never be a question because he, his durability is, uh, you know, we, it's, it's as good as, as, as you'll ever see, uh, in the league. Um, and he's also, like I said earlier, he's, uh, with uh, with O'Connell working with O'Connell and that relationship, and also the fact that O'Connell, the head coach, is a play caller. And there's there's you know there's nothing in between them, and uh, you know O'Connell has has helped him. I wouldn't say taught him because Kirk's a little too old to be taught, but right. you know, that in that in that sense, but guided him to from being a a, a one of the best most accurate passers in the league in history to to a, a damn good quarterback. That's uh, when you get done, you think about at least I don't. I don't think about Kirk's numbers. I don't think about what he threw for. I think about the big moments. I think about you know the plays that he's finding. You know, Hawkinson when Jate when uh, Jefferson's covered uh, the plays where he knew he knows he needs Jefferson, so he he threads it in there or uh, or uh, K, uh, KJ whenever it's fourth down and you know the other the bigger names are are covered. Um, he's playing the position. Uh, as well as you can play it right now, and it, I don't care what his numbers. Are. I don't even have it in front of me. What his passer rating is, what his this, that, and the other is. He's just he's he's uh, he's on a team that's won eleven games by one score. Uh, <laughs> he's you know to me he should be as you know, the MVP chief chance maybe maybe should some of those should go to him as well.
0: Yeah, there's no question. Uh, you know he he didn't have a perfect game. Um, you know, he, he threw a couple of picks, but, you know, the first one was called back as it should have been because of a pass interference that it would have never happened. If the guy doesn't do the pass interference, JJ gets that catch. The second one uh, he, he threw into triple coverage, which I think you can kind of look at him for, but it was overturned because the, the defender dropped the ball. So, I mean, people are going to look at that and say, Hey, he threw two picks, but I don't know that you can blame him for that i uh, he has some risky throws but he's he's been doing that more and more this year but i think that's what the coaches are asking him to do Throw those 50 yeah. 50 balls and and i you've said it on here many times before you got you said it to me earlier today you got to take the good with the bad you know it it uh you have to have if if you want him to make take risks you know sometimes arrows aren't going to go the right way so i i think he's he's playing the right way that he needs to be and it's paying off for this team. It certainly is on the, on the scoreboard.
1: Yeah. I mean, there was a point last year or, or maybe 2020 where he didn't have an interception the first half of the season or only one of them, you know, and they were, you know, they were, they were having to uh, 2020, they were having to, you know, they had to saddle up Dalvin cook and run him into the ground to, to get back into the playoff chase. Um, and I, at some point I was like, you know, is it, is it that good a stat when your quarterback is is, is mid season with one interception, and you're you know you're four you're three and five, I, you know I I don't see that as playing the position now you know obviously Brett Favre was the guy that played the position not giving a damn about any uh, you know turnovers or anything like that and right. he was able to pull it off he's probably the only quarterback uh, that could get away with that um, from when he played I mean if you go back like into the fifties and forties whatever. Otto Graham, I think, had finished with more interceptions and touchdown passes in his career, and he's, he was a shoe-in shoe Hall of Famer. Uh, but that's the game is played differently now, and I think Brett's the last one that can get away with, hey, I'm going to just keep slinging, you yeah. know, six, seven interceptions, and and we lose by a one, you know, uh, stuff like that. Uh, but I like I like how Kirk's. He seems to me to be playing the position, taking the risks when he needs to take them. Um, he probably avoids sacks better than. Than a lot than they give him credit for. Uh, he also takes one, but I think he's he waits for plays to, to, uh, unfold. And, uh, he's not a, you know, he's a guy that's, you know, he's also gotten, you know, decent, good enough protection. It's not, it hasn't been great protection, but it's been better than maybe some past years that he's had. Uh, so I just think he fits into what they're doing. Uh, uh, and without him, you know, this team is nowhere. It's, uh, if, if you know, Nick, Mullen, like they're not like the 49ers where, you know, the defense, <laughs> and you know, this guy, we all wrote the 49ers off. And then the last pick in the draft is three and zero, and and putting up numbers that we haven't seen in the first three starts since Kurt Warner, uh, Dan Marino. You know, uh, Nick Mullen would be doing that if, if uh, you know Nick could be a, you know, help you down the road, maybe to win a game. But right. he's not going to step in and keep make keep you as a Super Bowl contender.
0: Right. Now, Kirk's got uh he's, he's one of five quarterbacks to do so, but he's got eight straight years of 25 TD passes or more. And the names that were on that list were, were some of the greats. I I, I think Brady and maybe Breeze and I don't know if Rogers, but you know, some of these, but that, that's, that's consistency. That's, that I think is, is uh, that fact is not, it, it doesn't jump out at you when you look at, you Know the detractors don't see that. You know, they they in the tractors talk about his record. Well, they sure they they talk about uh his stats are down, but the the record is up. So it, it's you know, he he's a, he's an above it. I'm not going to anoint him the uh the greatest quarterback ever, but you know, as you mentioned earlier, he's got him on track where they could go into the playoffs, make a run, and 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 go to the Super Bowl. And if he was for my money, it would be uh, it would be kind of interesting for the for the haters to to have him be the guy that takes him there and eventually wins it. What what are they going to do then? I said, you know, I mean, I'm not a Kirk lover. I said, is is that going to be okay? Damn right it is.
1: Well, they'll say they'll say that Jeff Jefferson helped him or, or Jefferson. But yeah, to me, it's like I don't know. I just you know, you get to where you're like you know, it's it is the greatest. You know, this is a cliche they all use, but it is the greatest team sport there is. Yes, I mean you you need a. A quarterback is obviously very very important, but you know uh, Dan Marino didn't win a Super Bowl. Uh, he might be the best you know one of the best passers in my lifetime, and um, you know they you know Dan Fouts uh, you know right. great passer he was. And Dan Fouts didn't have a good enough team around it, uh, so you know he's doing he's playing winning football, and um, uh, to me it's like it, it doesn't doesn't the numbers don't matter as long as he's. He's making those those plays in the moment, and right eight winning
0: drives, eight, eight, eight winning drives this season. I mean, that's what they used to just laud Aaron Rodgers up the wazoo for. You know, his game winning drives. That well, Kirk's doing it, kind of loud. But
1: yeah, I, I think I think he is, and um, you know, he's not Aaron Rodgers, but you know, he's good enough.
0: Yeah, put it that way. um You said it's a team game, so let's go to the other side of the ball real quick. Uh, uh for you know i've complained about this in the past and i'll complain about it again i just there was too much room in front of the for the receiver in that soft shell again i hodgkins had a field day um daniel jones looked really good and and there was also too much room for running quarterbacks daniel jones ate him up you know with with when plays would break down and they would have that soft shell on their back and he saw all kinds of room he's quick enough to get up there and get make hay with it and he did uh it's still to me, it's scheme, and uh, they they put up a lot of yards against the Vikings. I think Jones had three hundred forty-four or something like that, three thirty-four, and um, that's not gonna it's not gonna help you as we go forward. But it was good enough to win on Saturday.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's the kids. It's, the, it's, the, it's the, what we talked about o- over the weeks. It's when when they don't have the when they don't have the turnover, the takeaways. We're sitting here, you know, talking about. You know, they've given up 400 yards five straight games. That was the big thing after Detroit because they right. lost. Had they made one interception somewhere in there and 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 turned the game, we're not talking about that. We're not even mentioning it. They that they give up 400 yards. Um, you know, and and uh, Joan, uh, One thing I did like a little. I saw a little, little more from Daniel Hunter in that game. Right, uh, right. Start, starting went the first the first dropback I believe was a sack. Um, and they got another sack on a five man rush. Daniel's was on a. First one was on a uh, was on a four man rush, so saw a little bit of pressure, uh, which was you know we have not it's been weeks without seeing. Uh, but yeah, they're are a team. You know, we got got to remember they are a team that is. Uh, uh, Duke Shelley is a street a, a street free. That, you know they, uh, you know the guy they drafted in the second round. You know, he he's hurt like they, like we all like everyone said he would be hurt. He's got hurt. He's out. Dantzler is just not good enough. And he's not getting any better. He's out. Now, Duke Shelley is about, looks like he's about four feet tall when he's in his unif- uniform. But, you know, this guy gives you, you know, for, for where he came from, with his pedigree uh, and how they got him. And where, I mean, people should be very happy that Duke Shelley's playing as well as he is. Now, Duke's going to give up some yards and, and Duke's not going to be, you know, <laughs> he's not a shutdown corner. So you're, there's going to be yards here given, be get, given up. And uh, But, you know, they're hanging on and they're making plays. So as long as they do that, they can win. If they can't, if they don't make those, those key plays, those takeaways, they're in trouble, big trouble.
0: Yeah. The cornerback the play wasn't great, but uh, Duke Shelley did have another game that uh, made some, made some plays. You know, he, he uh, stripped out of a, a pass with him and Hicks hit, uh, uh, he was covering the ball and pulled the ball out of there at the last on a big third down. And, and uh, you know, you had the two turnovers, plus you had the ball, the, well, special teams is a block kick, but it's still, to me, it's a defensive-minded uh, maneuver. Anyway, uh, good enough to win. Hopefully it continues. We never know. I, one guy I wanted to ask you about was uh, Adam Thielen. I, I think he really had a tough game on Saturday. He didn't get a lot of a lot of targets and, and uh, certainly not a lot of receptions, But uh, and there was a the big play on fourth and two that the Vikings took a timeout to uh, – to uh, figure out what they were going to do. And Adam makes the wrong read on the pass, ends up right next to Justin Jefferson, and it kind of screwed up uh, that reception. And, you know, uh, it was it, it hurt him on fourth and two. They had to turn over the ball and made it tough for him. But uh, I guess, you know, you can certainly see his, game, his, his uh, importance to the offense, not his importance, that's the wrong word, but his contributions to the offense kind of, you know, waning a little bit. And next year they're going to have some some difficult decisions on some things. But where do you see with KJ stepping up, KJ Osborne and uh, TJ Hawkinson, you know, taking over as 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 maybe the number two receiver on this team? Where do you, where do you see with Adam Thielen going forward? I mean, next year, yeah, next year I think. I mean, well, I, yeah, I mean, if you talk about next year,
1: I no, I don't think they'll, I don't think they'll be able to afford him, and I don't know that you know Adam that they. I don't think they would be able to give him enough of a of a discount or or, or for him to take it. I, you know, I this is a totally, I'm totally I'm not a cap guy but yep team team's change and and now you see you know KJ Osborne is 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 a number 2 receiver in the making. He'd yeah, be number 2 receiver right now. You know uh Adams going to be a year older, uh more expensive than what they have coming up. Uh so yeah, there's going he's not the only one on that team. It's this team's not going to look the same as it did Next year, as it did this year, uh, you know, they never do. And uh, like in 2010, when they tried to try to pull that off and re- and do a re, a, re- t- or a run back of 2009, it was it was a disaster. So teams need to c- continue to evolve. And Adam probably won't be on this team next year. i would be my guess. Um, but I think the, the, well, he had one catch for six yards. Right. Adam Thielen has has made. You know, it's not like he's he's a spectator on what's going on this year. He right. has had some key receptions and I'd like, I said, I've talked to him in the locker room afterwards and I said, "What well, you know, play that'll they'll go over, for you is uh, him, you know, the ball that was intercepted and they did the, the review and we looked at it a million times. Well, you know, one of those million times, you know, take, an eye, take a look at what Thielen's right arm is doing. He's playing defensive back and he's the one that moves right. that ball. Uh, so that's a, that's a, that's a big play, you know, uh, to, to recognize, and that was a terrible throw by the way, but it was, uh, good, a good read by the defense. He jumps in front of Thielen. Thielen has no chance, no, has no way of making a play on the ball because uh, he can't go through the defender to get it. Then he'd be pass interference.
0: Right. But he
1: he gets close enough and he and he gets to, he just kind of rakes at the ball, and it it comes out and then the Vikings go on and score a touchdown. So
0: that's a that's a big play. That's that, you know, that's one of the reasons why I still. I, I I'm a Homer. I'm a Minnesota guy. I, I'm from Mankato. Thielens, uh, Minnesota born and Mankato bred. Down in uh, down at MSU Mankato. So I, I'm all for him, and I, I still think he he's got he's still got an edge over um, KJ Osborne in his experience, of course. And I, he makes plays like that, and he, he positions himself for for catches. And he's he's still a better end zone guy, I think, than than KJ is, but. Let me. Do you, do you think he's hurt this year? We've heard somewhere over he's hobbled by some stuff and probably just a product of age that getting to him. He's no, I, down. I,
1: I don't think it's anything beyond the norm. I mean, these guys are all kind of banged up you know, yeah. this time of year. I don't think there's anything that's it's, it's impacting him. That's uh, you know, uh, I mean, look, there, there's there's one football and in this game the way it went, it was Hawkinson. It was Jefferson. It was, and I don't yep. know what uh, Cook's numbers. I don't have them in front of me, but I think sixty-four you know, yards. I think he had. Yeah, so you know he's he's you know he's not he's not the workhorse that he was. And, and right. He's he's in the mix enough.
0: Um, Is yeah, going mean, to benefit him in the playoffs. Him not being overused, maybe Cook. Him being yeah, if he if he's healthy and they head into the playoffs, yeah, sure. I mean
1: yeah. Um, they're, they're you know starting this week with it, they're going to make you know like maybe rest some guys here and there, but. I, I, I wouldn't rest too much in, in uh, Green Bay because yeah. you know, the Packers are still in it. I, the Vikings should, you know, like when there's a gnat on your windshield, the Vikings want to take their thumb and get rid of that gnat yeah. before. Don't let him fly around because he might, you know, might come back to bite
0: you, Joe. Yeah, that's true. Uh, well, we're going to take, with that, we're going to take another quick break. Uh, please take another look at Dan Polito's uh, caricature of us. I think he's he's a great artist and caricaturist and, and did a nice job for us. At want to thank him for that. But, uh, come on back to Vikings territory breakdown. Welcome back to Vikings territory breakdown. Mark, uh, the offensive line is, uh, is, is better than in the past, but wasn't great again. I mean, Kirk cousins, you know, it's more of a hat off to him. He's, he's been hit 44 times this year. It's the most in the NFL of any quarterback. And he was getting drilled on Sunday. There's one time he almost got his knee taken out. Um, you know, Derrissaw's back. Ezra Cleveland's been there all, you know. Uh, Ingram, uh, he didn't step on his foot this week, so that was Yes, uh,
1: baby step,
0: baby step. <laughs> uh, do you think they're missing uh, Bradbury? Is he going to come back soon? It's too bad because he's having his best year here as a Viking, and now he's been, he missed like three games in a row, I think.
1: Uh, so they're 2-1 without him, right? So, yeah, they they had uh, the, the biggest comeback in NFL history without him, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, you, you definitely want him, you know, back. I mean, I think the uh, Schlotman is is a good is good for a backup. He's done well. Yep. I mean, to me, the, the offensive line is not. Again, it's sort of like the defense. It's not dominant. It's not like uh, like the Cowboys uh, when they. I don't know if the Cowboys' offensive line is like now, but there was, a cut, there was a stretch there where they had the offensive line, that you should be able to win the Super Bowl with, and they were underperforming, and uh, as a team. This is not a dominant offensive line, but it's 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 good enough to win with. Uh, they don't give you a perfect game, but they uh it, it, there's a couple of hits that I, you know I remember. I don't. I, what, this is where it'd be so hard for me. Hello, I'm, I'm, I'm here. Okay, uh, I got a spinning thing on mine. Uh, but uh, there's a couple of times where I was I was thinking, you know, I wonder how Pro Football Focus rates this one because it sort of was borderline. Like Kirk was holding the ball too long. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. I think one with one with Derisaw. uh So, you know, they're not perfect, but they're they're good enough to win with. And you can say that about a lot. You know, on this team, it's like they're they're not great, they're not dominant. But uh, certainly Jefferson, you can say he's great, he's dominant, he's the best there is. But you know, there's some spots on this team where you're like, okay, you know, yeah, they're not going to like overwhelm you, but they they you can win with them.
0: Do they need to lose a uh, one-score game before the season's up so they can get their mind yeah, I mean, right? <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, how would you like? Because you know, I, I've been thinking today about I'm do- something I'm doing tomorrow. Like, what is going through the Vikings fans' minds? You have got to be thinking, <laughs> where, where, where is the cliff? What is the cliff going to look like? <laughs> and my thought is, what would be worse? The wor- if you think of the worst case scenario for this team, you um, you lose to the Packers on on Sunday. They Stop. get in the seventh. They get to the seventh spot. They come to, to U.S. Bank Stadium and they win a one-score game. So how, that 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 would be like kind of like a almost worse than a Gary Anderson. Uh, well, that was to go to the Super Bowl. But I'm just saying, um, for this this week, if I'm the Vikings, I am because I was watching that Packers game and I saw some throws at, and, and like the one throw that Rodgers made to uh, the tight end down the left side. Didn't he needed it? You know to, yep. to Got to get back in the game, and and uh, I'm like, "Woo!" I'm like, "Ah, I don't know if I'd want to see this team uh, in the playoffs." So, yeah, you better squash them because you know if they have to win, to win their next, they have to win their last two to have a chance to get in. So,
0: I yeah, let me talk. We'll talk to them in a minute. I did want to ask you one question. There's been some talk, and 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 KOC seems to be hinting at it of resting some players here now that they they still got the they're still in position for the number two seed and two playoff home games at home if they get it. But you know, that I don't think they can drop any further than the third, which doesn't guarantee you two. So uh, I think there's still something to play off. And he's talking about resting players. And you know, I, I get that. It's it's a legitimate thought. But would you do that? Would you would you think well, that's he's, a move?
1: he's already he already he did a little bit of it without people really knowing. I mean Mattellas played a series in the first half for Harrison Smith. Uh, played an entire series now that that's never happened before um, Asamoah, Asamoah played I don't know how many snaps but it was a career high snaps for him yep, yep. so he was in there for for Hicks and Kendricks uh, you know I, I don't think we're talking about now the last game of the, the one that you're going that you're paying good money to go sit out in the snow yeah. in uh, Chicago yeah now if, if there's if, uh, if there is no way for them to if there's no benefit to them winning or losing that game um, this, t- uh, you know, he'll, he'll shut it down. I'm sure though It'll be it'll be Nick M- Nick Mullins against uh, Justin Fields right. backup. and 11. I totally
0: agree with that.
1: But what if they No, I, I don't see that. I don't see that for this week because they are still fighting. You know, right. Philadelphia lost, and and that that first spot. Not that it's not a it's not a save all be all, but getting that by goes with everything that this team is about. Like as far as like you know, taking care of your players and. Making sure that everyone is is rested, and there, this is not an old school like we're going to play it to the end and we're going to you know, we're going to stay in shape uh, as far as like you yeah. know getting hit and everything. They they will jump all over the opportunity to rest everyone at Chicago, uh, and 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 in saying that you know Zimmer Zimmer did that in 2019 when they and they went to uh, they went to New Orleans had a great they were underdogs by seven and a half points they pulled an upset and then went out to San Francisco and they were spent and they got you know killed by the 49ers. So that's not that's not new to what O'Connell would do but I don't see anybody like taking off now. if they, if they were to get up <laughs> I was going to say if they got down by like a, a lot against the Packers they would start wrestling but they probably won't after what they showed against the Colts. Yeah. Um, but if they get say they say they were to you know get a big lead you'd yeah you know, you'd see more uh, people going in I think the Packers.
0: For the record, I'm going to that Chicago game um a with my son and his friends, but b for the atmosphere and and if what once I do get there, I will have gone to more outdoor, outdoor games there this year than you have. So so just, you know, put that in the back of your <laughs> your your
1: They're not none of them are really truly outdoor games for me. I haven't I haven't sat in an outdoor game in about 35 years or whatever, or 30 <laughs>
0: Yeah, how, did, sit, how was sit, it on Sunday sit to be out playing there. inside? How did that feel? That was a cold ass day on Sunday. That was,
1: a, that was that was a tough walk from the Hennepin County uh, uh, the hospital parking ramp over to the U.S. Bank. It's dang right,
0: dang right. Well, um, you know, you that we've, we want to talk about the playoff pitcher. Like I said, the Philadelphia still got the. You know, I, I think the Vikings are – I think they're out of the – they can't get the first seed anymore, can they? Uh, no. That, yeah, that, they, that's yeah. right. Philly lost, so they can if right. they lose out. Any chance of that happening?
1: <clears throat> well, I mean, I don't know if Hurts is – I mean, we don't know if Hertz is going to be playing this week. I mean, they, as good as Philadelphia is, they have not wrapped up their division yet. So wow. uh, they're, they're still a lot – I mean, they 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 were pretty good against the Cowboys without yep. him, uh, but just not enough to, to get over the hump. Uh, so if he doesn't play again this week, I'm I'm not sure who who they have, but um, you know that's 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 a it's a huge blow to them. So
0: yeah, the Vikings have are playing for that first that first seed, and they're also playing to get the Packers out. Get the Packers out. Um, that's my next question. Who would you want to see? I mean, right now it could be either the Giants or or Washington potentially. We just saw the Giants; they're a pretty good team, and they played the Vikings well on their home field. Would would you want to see them again?
1: Well, I think if, if I had to choose right now, I mean, it, yeah, you know, Seattle's Seattle's going south. Right. Uh, Washington is now back in the you know who's our quarterback. You know, If Carson Wentz is there, you know, I, I would take Carson Wentz over anybody. You know, bring him in um, with the with the Commanders uh, would be my choice, or or you know Seattle if they were to sneak in. Uh, I think the Lions, yeah, Lions are still alive. I, I wouldn't I, you know I wouldn't want to see the Lions in that offense. I you know, and they, they have the confidence of having beaten the Vikings and 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 played pretty well against them the first time. So I wouldn't want to play the Lions. I would say, yeah, Washington and uh, if they're if they're rolling with Carson Wentz now, which uh, I would think they would be if they put him back in uh, this past weekend. So yeah, give me give me the give me the Washington in here with uh, Carson Wentz and
0: yeah or Heineken. T- or Heineke. for my money. I want uh, I'd, I'd like the. Uh, uh, the, the the number two seat is really important because you got to get the 49ers on this home field i mean if, if you got any chance of of beating them i think you know then then maybe you can do dial up some things that that would uh confuse that rookie quarterback that last pick of the league i i, I don't i don't uh i, I think they got to keep playing and if that thing's online if, it, if it's possible that it's it's out you know if if san francisco loses this week and the vikings right. win then then they'd probably have it sewn up wouldn't they
1: well, yeah. To me, San Francisco right now is you know they're they're playing as well as anybody in the NFC. Right. You know, to me, it's, you know, you look at, uh, I think they've won eight in a row. Um, wow. You know, they're just in their defense. They they have the best defense, and uh, uh, that would be a, yeah. If you if you're playing them, you I think you want to definitely want them at home with a rookie quarterback and 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 out of an atmosphere where that defense is going to feed off. Right.
0: Well, uh, you talked about the Packers. We, this is Packers Week. It doesn't have the luster that it, we're used to around here. I, I had to wear a Vikings hat just because it is Packers Week, you know, because I couldn't wear anything green for crying out loud. And um, I guess, uh, what do you think about? Uh, I don't know. They, you mentioned Rodgers. Looks like he's kind of back on their game. They, they, you know, he and maybe his his broken thumb was doing better. But then they lost uh, Christian Watson to a hip injury that uh, on Sunday, so uh, they may not be as uh, tough a threat on offense as that we've seen in the past. What do you think from the Packers?
1: Yeah, I just think I you know I would want to get them. I would want to get rid of them because I they're the team that I would not want to face in the first round. Would not want to have that you know that the, all the pressure being on the Vikings to right. win at home, and it's just that's got disaster written all over it. Um,
0: you know when I,
1: when I watched that game, you know uh, the the, the my, I picked that as the upset special for me, which I think I've not only hit five all year, but um, you saw you saw a team that in the first half was getting pushed around. They were down ten points, um, but they kept plugging along. And, and Rogers Rogers seems to finally accept the fact that he's not going to have you know uh, a all pro receiver catching everything. So he's you know he's dealing with a lot of drop passes and a lot of you know plays aren't working. But the first more invested in the the team and what's going on, and um, so they've won three in a row. They've won three in a row, and uh, if they beat the if they beat the Vikings, and then they got to play the Lions at home. So you know they could you know the Lions went the other way on uh, against uh, the Panthers uh, last week, and that kind of surprised. Whenever the Panthers ran for three hundred and twenty yards or whatever whatever it was, Dalvin Cook could even get thirty yards rushing. Against the uh, the Lions and the Panthers went in and like ran 320 yards. So I see, I see the the Packers kind of like it's sort of like whenever you get someone dormy or you get you're getting up to get being dormy and then they just you can't close them out. So uh, they're 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 going to get a heck of a punch uh, on Sunday from from the Packers and are they you know that what a feather in the cap that would be for O'Connell to not only win the division but stamp the it but by, by, by stomping on
0: the, on the packers and getting rid of them uh, i guess i saw a stat on sunday in their game that aaron Rodgers has not been swept by a divisional opponent since he's been quarterback so that'd be something
1: hard to believe uh, yeah, yeah well yeah who's gonna yeah, beat him
0: so. i don't think so i believe it so it'd be nice uh Um, Before I get your pick, we'll come back. I wanted one to ask you one question. You're you're a voter on uh, you're a Pro Bowl voter for sure, right? As well as uh, Hall of Fame and everything else. You you vote for the Pro Bowl and such, right? Um, Vikings got. I should have put them down. They got like three Pro Bowlers. They got T.J. Hawkinson, uh, Kirk Cousins, and who else? What? What? Say it again. T.J. Hawkinson, Kirk Cousins. I'm still, I'm,
1: stuck, I'm still stuck on in 2009 when Brett Favre was here. I think they beat him twice. They beat Rodgers twice. So I think that oh, really? wrong.
0: Oh, you're right. They did. That's exactly <laughs> right. Yeah. Wow. Okay. <laughs> wow. Wow. What a – oh, my God. Pulled that one out. That's beautiful. That's That's true. That's got to be the last time. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so so the, the pro bowlers that are in are um, – Yeah.
0: Hockinson, Cousins. Jefferson. Jefferson Smith, Harrison Smith, I think. No. Well, the long snapper's in. Yeah, the long snapper's five of them. Anyway, my question's about Hawkinson. Have you ever seen a guy get traded midseason and make the Pro Bowl? You know, isn't that, that's got to be pretty unique where a guy switches teams in midseason. And, well, uh, I suppose McCafferty probably did it too, didn't he? I
1: yeah. I mean, there's this trading in the NFL at midseason. At the, at the trade deadline used to never mean anything. I mean, the trade deadline would come and go, and nobody would add anybody because they didn't think they could could get him in, into their system and and right. be able to produce right away. Well, this guy came in, uh, you know, five days later, he's catching nine balls for seventy yards. Um, you know, it's a it's a product of what we're seeing in recent years. You know, last year the. Uh, uh, the, the Rams added uh, Vaughn Miller at, at the trade deadline. They, after the deadline, they, they got to, I believe they uh, Odell the Beckham got cut by the Browns and they picked him up. So you're seeing more and more of that. And yeah, that's my, my fascination with this season and, and how things have gone for him is the fact that they got to the trade deadline and the, the Packers needed a receiver. They needed another target for, to help Rodgers out. They did nothing. The Bears got rid of all their defenders. <laughs> And, uh, you know, they're, they're, basically their strength was uh, a little bit of defense and then Justin Fields being able to run all over the place. Uh, so they, they, you know, gave up. And then the, the Lions just went, here, here, you know, here's our, here's a, here's exactly what Kirk Cousins needs to keep, to go to the next level. And uh, so, yeah, to me, Hopkinson is a, is a, yeah, I don't care what he costs next year. I don't care. That, that shouldn't matter. This team is going for it to try and win it this year. That's That should be the main focus. I, feel, I have a feeling that they'll find a way. I think this guy has had enough of Detroit to realize that he's in a good situation, really, really good situation. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if that, 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 that eases the, the financial financials for the Vikings or not, but, you know, this is a guy that right now is, is exactly what uh, what this team needed because even at, going back to training camp, we were like, you know, it's Irv Smith who's always getting hurt and nobody. right? You know, Johnny Munt. I mean, I, they went from Johnny Munt being their number one tight end <laughs> a blocking guy, a blocking guy who had his uh is had like 10 career receptions coming into this thing to a guy who his first game caught nine balls. Wow. So, and he caught what 13 or whatever it was on Saturday. So, yeah, he, he's words can't express how much uh he's added to this offense and how he can move the chains uh whenever people are just swarming uh, Jefferson.
0: Well, the Packers have won three in a row, but they—not all the teams they've won are great. They beat the Bears, they beat the uh, Rams, and uh, this weekend they beat the Dolphins. That's a nice victory over the Dolphins, but apparently the quarterback from the other team had a concussion, so in the mid-game, so that might have affected three interceptions for Tua Tua Loga or whatever you say his name. Uh, so. I'm eleven and four. You're nine and six, Mark. It's down to the wire. Not yes. So in order to tie me up, well, uh, yeah, right. I mean, I you got you have to pick
1: first because I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and say you're going to take the Vikings. I just
0: I'm, I'm thinking maybe Vikings you're going to take. Just when I got to cipher a few more numbers here. You know, that carry that, yeah, mm, yeah. Oh, so, I, but- yeah, I think it looks like you know, the, it looks like I'm going with the purple or they're, they're going to win this one, they're on a roll. I'm,
1: I'm obviously taking the Packers not because of our our because uh, of our bet, I got no choice but, but to take the Packers. But I, I have a feeling that the Packers aren't done yet, they're not done. They, uh, with it being over there, I don't know what the temperature is going to be. Uh, I just have this feeling that. You know, it's not. I mean, things have gone. I wouldn't say easy because they, they had 11, 11, uh, one win scores or one score wins. Uh, but I, I, I just got a feeling the Packers got one more uh, death gurgle in them. That's gonna, <laughs> that's gonna, that's gonna come out, and uh, they're gonna. It's, it's gonna be a good game, I think. Uh, but I think the Packers are gonna win this one I, by I'm one thinking, score. I'm,
0: I'm gonna by what? One score. Exactly, I uh, I'm picking against myself because for the season I said the Vikings would split with the Packers, split with the Nine or, or Lions, and sweep the Bears, and they have swept or split with the Lions. They beat the Packers once, and I thought they would lose this one before the season, but I'm switching it up. So that that's probably a concern because you know you always <laughs> know more before the season than you do later in the season. Oh yeah,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. We all we all had it figured out before the season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Well, on that note, we'll uh, shut her down for this week and thank uh, Mark Craig for your insight from Star Tribune. Thank Mike Waldem from behind the scenes for for producing this all. Everybody take a, another look at that logo from Dan Toledo. Much appreciated. Um, also, thank you all for tuning in. I hope you had a uh, Merry Christmas and your holidays continue to be great. Happy New Year to you, and I hope we're talking about a uh, uh, a great Vikings win well, uh, next week over the pack is that what happened on New Year's Day. A great way to start the new year. So, thank you all for tuning in. And thanks, Joe Johnson. Until next time, thank you all. Skull.